Good morning from the heart of New York City. This is Food School Smarter, Stronger, Lena podcast. Podcast dedicated to one thing to learn and apply to eat better daily. I'm your host, Angela Sharina from Create Yourself That Today, your personal nutritionist, your personal health and wellness coach, your personal fat loss guru, your personal food detective and food educator, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion for healthy eating, healthy food, uh, nutrition, everything and anything we put on our plates and in our mouth, hopefully to feel better, look better, and perform the best on all levels mentally and physically day after day. And today, guys, I'm very excited because we are going to start something new. Uh, each week, uh, we're going to have a guest on the podcast and we're going to have longer podcast episode. Um, Guest someone who represents healthy eating, nutrition, uh, different dietary uh, approaches and um, dietary concepts. Uh, so, you know, I'm a keto girl, low carb girl, like this is my thing, right? But I also believe that uh, it's not that one approach doesn't work for everyone. What works for me perfectly may not work for me for a lot of people and may also not work for me in a few years from now. So nutrition, dieting, uh, healthy eating, uh, healthy lifestyle uh, is not one uh, perfect for all <laughs> kind of thing, right? Uh, so today's guest, Zoe Panzerino, NPC, NGA, bikini competitor, bikini pro, uh, with amazing physique, uh, who transforming her body daily and weekly and, uh, going on the stage to compete and now a coach at metabolic evolution, helping, uh, a lot of people to transform their physique to look super human, super amazing. Well, Zoe Panzerino, uh, so she She's going to be uh, our first guest that I'm really, really excited about. She lives in Vegas where she works and coaches people uh, from, uh, she coaches people online around the world, uh, her links and how to find Zoe, uh, all the information you'll find in the show notes. So check check it out and definitely check Zoe's uh, Instagram account to get inspired and learn more about flexible dieting that Zoe is a fan of. Uh, And also Zoe's passion for purple sweet potato. We're going to be talking uh, about carbs and fats and macros and calories and sleep and supplementation. And again, about Zoe's um, flexible dieting approach and how she builds her world-class level physique. So very interesting conversation. So without further ado, my conversation with amazing Zoe Panzerino and check out show notes after the show to make sure that you follow Zoe and maybe even work with her. She's amazing. Uh, I learned a lot from her and you're going to learn a lot too. So let's dig in. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, about what you're passionate about, uh, what you're working on right now, anything you think people should know about. All right. Uh, well, hey, guys. Thank you, Angela, for having me on. Uh, my name is Zoe. I'm 27 years old. I'm 
crazy foodie, for one thing to know. Um, I'm an NPC competitor and an NGA bikini pro, and I've recently just became a full-time online fitness coach. And previously, I've worked in like product development in supplementation and food and beverages, so my passion truly lies within food and nutrition and just bringing people like a healthier lifestyle together. And how did you get into that? Like, uh, what made you want to do it? Or do you have just that interest since you were a kid or a teenager? Um, well, as far as getting into fitness, I've always been an athlete. So growing up, I played every sport under the sun. Um, I was a USA swimmer for like eight years and I just have always been like a competitive athlete. And when I got into college, I didn't really have athletics anymore. So I turned to the gym and that's when I like just found my passion for like training and lifting and like transforming my body. And as far as my passion for food, like I've always loved food my whole life. Like that's something different. Um, I got into like formulations of products, just kind of it fell into my lap from a company that I was previously working for. And they kind of just presented the opportunity and I've worked alongside with all registered dietitians and nutritionists and kind of just fell in love with like ingredient manufacturing and just like different nutrients and what they provide to your body. And so. mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to tell listeners a little bit more about you. The reason why I decided to ask Zoe to uh, join my podcast is because she looks so amazing. And I saw the body, you know, transformation that um, Zoe went through uh, preparing for competitions, you know, and where you started. And uh, for me, it's really amazing to see people like uh, you, Zoe, to uh, do that to their bodies. But what's even more like, uh, I guess, why I'm, I was really uh, curious about you is because you seem to, you know, eat everything you want, uh, not really <laughs> limiting your diet to um, like any particular theory or any particular foods or limiting anything much. And you have this amazing physique, world-class physique. So um, what's the secret? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, you can't say I have a secret, but I've been following flexible dieting for probably five years now and tracking macros and following that has completely changed my life. Like I, it just taught me so much about food and the quality of food and what it does to your body and how much and little you can eat. It's amazing. So what do you usually track? Um, our listeners also love, you know, details. Like what do you usually track calories or proteins, fats, carbs? Like what's your main, I don't know, strategy? Um, I actually don't pay attention to my total calories. I just track my proteins, carbs, and fats. And then I also have like a fiber goal and I'm very much into getting my nutrients from whole food sources. So mm-hmm. like while I could eat anything and everything that I want to, I try to have at least 85% of my diet come from whole food sources. Mm-hmm. And then I allow the other 10, 15% of my diet to be more of like those fun treat type snacks. Mm-hmm. Well, Cool to know, yeah, because, you know, um, I would see, you know, those, uh, I don't know, different treats, uh, treats and things, and um, I don't necessarily see as much whole food, although, like, I see some meals, so sometimes, you know, uh, I might be thinking, uh, is it all that Doi eats, or there's <laughs> something else, but yeah, that's cool, you know, to know that you would prefer and choose, you know, to have majority of your diet coming from whole foods. 
and uh, you know, like a huge thing right now, and a lot of people ask me about, and I'm on keto diet, right? High fat diet. So mm-hmm. carbs and fats, huge thing, like always probably being, uh, you know, in nutrition and healthy eating and especially body, like physique competitions world like what, what what are your macros what are your favorite macros for example when you're trying to lose the most fat and you want to look really lean um well my macros are always changing so i will say that i'm i eat a very high protein diet no matter if i'm bulking or cutting i try to do at least like 1.2 grams times like per pound of lean body mass on my body mm-hmm. so uh, at least for my protein, I kind of like to keep it around 155. That's mm-hmm. like a sweet spot for it. Um, and then the ratios between carbs and fats, again, like that fluctuates. So at, for my body, I tend to do better with like very high carbs and lower fats, just mm-hmm. the way that okay. I metabolize glycogen and everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, the highest I think I've ever gotten my carbs was probably eating like 350 grams a day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great time. But again, like when I'm very close to a show, there are certain times where I have to get pretty low as well as like my fats get low. But I do when I'm cutting, I do carb cycling. Mm -hmm. So I'll typically do five lower carb days followed by two higher carb days, like consecutively, and then repeat that cycle. Okay. Cool. But um, what about? those the kind of carbs you said you know you're eating mostly whole foods so probably you're not eating those carbs from like sugar or um, sweets (laughs) true um although my body does respond very well to high sodium and sugar so Mm -hmm. that could be something later we could talk about but um as far as like my daily diet i eat a lot of purple sweet potatoes if you've ever seen those yeah Instagram. That is like my favorite thing ever. Like I just snack on them basically. Um, purple sweet are my number one. A lot of oatmeal and rice. Mm-hmm. Usually like jasmine rice. Those are kind of like my three staple things as far as like starchier carbs. Mm-hmm. And I probably have five, six servings of vegetables a day, at least depending on like what my macros are. Obviously when I'm mm-hmm. lower, I have to eat more veggies to kind of just fill my stomach. Yeah. And yeah. Cool. Um, and uh, what about, you know, a huge thing also in nutrition, fitness, healthy eating community uh, is timing. Like, what do you think about that? Is it important, like, when you consume those carbs or any kind of nu- nutrients? You know, that's something I've been playing with a little bit more lately. And I do think it does have some impact but it's not for someone who's like the general population and they're just trying to get healthy. I don't Mm -hmm. think that like meal and nutrient timing is like the number one thing to focus on. But if you're more of like an athlete or someone who's been doing this for a long time, those little tweaks can make a big difference. So I personally recommend having lower fat meals like pre and post workout and having Mm -hmm. those be your higher carb and moderate protein meals and then saving your fats for like later in the day or earlier in the day when you're not necessarily training. Okay. Uh, what do you think about, you know, the frequency of meals though? And like how many meals do you have personally? And also do you do any uh, like intermittent fasting? Uh, mm-hmm. You know. So two things. On the days that I have to go to work, which would be like four days a week, 
Uh, my days are really long, so they're mm-hmm. probably close to like 19, 20 hour days. So in that case, I kind of would do intermittent fasting, I guess, because I wake up at 4.30 in the morning mm-hmm. and I don't eat my first meal until like 10 or 10.30. And that's more just because I need to like kind of prolong my food so I could save it throughout the day and I'm not finishing my macros and still have to be awake for eight hours and I'm starving. That's just works for me. And then in the morning, I just have like greens and coffee and then hold off on my first meal. But on days where I'm not necessarily working, I am like, I'm hungry when I wake up. So mm-hmm. I'll have this and space it out. My ideal meals in a day would probably be six meals. And I like having like smaller, more frequent meals because I feel like no matter how much I eat, 30 minutes later, I'm hungry again. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and what about, um, yeah, intermittent fasting? Like, how many hours usually, you know, between your last meal and your first meal? Um, ever, at least I have 12 hours between okay. my last meal at night and then my first meal in the morning. Cool, yeah, I that's what they do. consider that intermittent fasting, but it just, that's the time frame that I have. Yeah, you know, like, um, the best book I think right now out there on, like, the science of intermediate fasting is Circa- The Circadian Code. And, uh, Sachin Panda, yeah, the, P- the PhD, the, uh, who's behind their, all the research, he says that 12 hours is the minimum you need to do for your gut health and your, like, digestion and nutrient metabolism. So, so you're doing it right. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> How long do you fast in between your last and first meal? Usually 16, 18 hours. Oh, wow, okay. But but that's like, I don't know, that's always been my thing. And I love big meals. I actually have just one, two meals a day, but I love to, like, sit down and have my, you know, all my food. <laughs> We're so opposite. Uh, yeah, and I believe, you know, that's the thing. People need to realize that there is no perfect, like, kind of thing that works for everyone. And, um, like, at the end of the day, you just need to choose what works for you, right? Yeah. And... It's crazy. I mean, like there, and that's why, at least for me, one of my biggest pet peeves is like working with someone who gives you a cookie cutter plan because every single person is so different. Like, obviously what works for you is like the complete opposite for me. And everybody's like, like, there's no two people that have the exact same genetic makeup or metabolism. Like everyone's so different. So, yeah. So when do you personally like work with people? Um, how do you usually, I guess, figure out that perfect recipe that works for them? What would you say, like, the most important factors maybe in their personality or their lifestyle or, I don't know, any any thoughts on that? Yeah, so one is a lot of trial and error, and it all depends really what their dieting history looks like. So some I have some clients that come to me, and they are just completely naive to nutrition altogether, They've never tracked a macro. They don't even know what a macro is. So in that sense, I really try to have them track, like, their own, their food intake, not change anything, but what they're already eating for, like, five to seven days. So I can kind of get a sense to maybe, like, what types of cravings they go through, what types of foods are, like, their go-to foods, and then set up their initial macros from that, and then seeing how they respond to those macros, then we can adjust accordingly depending on if, you know, some people, I realize that they metabolize fats better than carbs or if um, if they need to increase their protein to create more muscle protein synthesis. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of have to play around with it, but it really all depends on their starting place and what they've already been accustomed to. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think, like you personally, do you do you believe that genetics has uh, a lot to do with like person's ability to do any kind of like nutritional diet program? I definitely do think it has to play into some sort of role, but I haven't read a lot of like research on it. But that's something that my coach and I even had a conversation with last week. If even like your ethnicity had something to do with mm-hmm. the way that you metabolize different foods. Um, whether you're African American or Asian or Caucasian, like depending on what your heritage and nationality is, if that has any impact. So that's kind of something that's just like I'd love to research more and like mm-hmm. learn too, because I do think that especially genetics, like it does play a factor into it. I'm just not so well versed in how it does. I actually, you know, like I read a lot on this, on those topics, just like I'm like a lot geeking out. And like from what uh, I read right now, like nobody's really sure there's research going on. But because, you know, it's hard to do research on people, especially a long term research. So, yeah, um, a lot of like theories, but not so much actual data. But, you know, like just sharing my personal example, um, my ancestry is from Siberia, right? And most of the year there is no, like, like naturally there are no carbs available. So that's why I also believe like I do so well on high fat and really low carb diets. Whereas like if I start eating carbs, like a lot of them, no matter what kind, like just, first of all, I put on fat. And then second of all, like, uh, I just don't feel good. I always feel like I'm hungry. Yeah. I I would love to, like, find more research and studies or something on it to, like, learn more, because that's really fascinating to me. And, like, it kind mm-hmm. of puts the point, like, your ancestry does play a factor into, like, how your body metabolizes food. It's yeah, true. I mean, that's really fascinating for me, too, you know, figure out all those details. Like, at some point we will, but it takes time. <laughs> Yeah, and same thing, like, I mean, I tell my parents because, like, I've tried, like, over the past couple years to, like, get my parents, like, healthier and, like, educate them more with nutrition, and Mm -hmm. I tell them, like, look, this works for me, and I came from you guys, so in some sense, maybe you should listen to what I'm doing or try this because we did share bloodlines, and I think that that does have some factor in, like, what types of foods you metabolize the best. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I, I also believe in that. Uh, but also, you know, our parents kind of hard to accept, uh, any advice from kids. That's what I really learned. They, uh, they used to you being, you know, their kid who they teach something, you know, the other way around. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, I had this question. Ah, your uh, and your personal like take on, um, high fat or high carb diet. Do you think like, for health, any is better or, um, you know, not so better, but, um, or is it more about quality of foods that you're eating, not so much about those macros? You know, I think it is a combination of both. I think that the quality of the food that you're eating plays a huge factor in it, no matter what your diet is. If you're filling, I mean, whether you have a high fat or a high carb diet, if you're filling your diet with like processed junk quote food, I mean, Mm -hmm. I hate to look at food as good or bad, but I do think there's obviously more foods that provide more nutritional value and benefit your inner organs and well-being more than other foods. So no matter what your approach is, as long as the quality of your food is good, you're already going to be in a better place. Mm -hmm. I found is like for the general population, that a higher carbohydrate diet is a little bit more sustainable, just the way that 
our society is and the foods that are available to us, sometimes it just becomes a little bit easier as far as like more options. That doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be a low fat diet, but I just mm-hmm. focusing more on like the higher carbs. I have found that like a higher fat diet typically works better for those who have like a medical condition or if they're sometimes like the older population, they don't necessarily have that same speed of metabolism as say a young 20 something year old. So that's kind of when I would mm-hmm. prescribe more of like a higher fat diet. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good to know. Um, and what's your take on sleep? It's also like a huge thing, you know, in uh, health, wellness, fitness, nutrition community. Oh man, sleep is everything. <laughs> and I am a, I put myself as a guinea pig this past year. I don't know if you've seen any of my stories or anything that I've been going through this year, but um, I never realized how important sleep was until I didn't get it. And when mm-hmm. I didn't have enough sleep, then I truly realized the like the need to prioritize it. And it's also not just the hours you're getting, but the quality of sleep you're getting as well. So mm-hmm. just because your eyes are closed for seven, eight hours a night doesn't mean you're getting even the rest of somebody who maybe gets five or six hours. But the combination of quality and quantity of sleep is just huge. Like, It can help you if you're in a fat loss phase. It'll definitely help you promote fat loss. If you're not getting enough sleep, then your body is likely going to be inflamed. It could hold on to water. You're going to be more lethargic. All of your hunger receptors are going to be off. It just, sleep is huge. (laughs) And it, it does affect the entire rest of your day. I mean, I'm totally with you on that. You know, like I started sleeping it's, I, I used to think that six and, uh, hours was enough for me, but it wasn't actually. And there are actually interesting studies saying that people who sleep around six hours, that is actually a lot, of, a lot percentage of people, they don't even notice their cognitive or performance decline compared to people, let's say, who sleep, you know, four hours. Like those people, they know they are tired. Yes. Yes. So, but what's uh, what's your sleep routine or sleep rules to get the best quality of sleep? To get the, okay, so what I've learned is, like, so personally, like, for me to go to sleep, I don't have a problem. Like, when I lay down, it's like a light switch, like, I'm out. But just as far as, like, relaxation and calming yourself down, Um, If I were to recommend any, like, natural forms of, like, supplementation, I, especially for anyone who's training or into athletics, I would recommend taking ZMA Mm -hmm. or magnesium supplement before bed. And that just kind of helps, like, calm your body down and relax a little bit because the majority of us have a very stressful life. We're always, like, on the go. And sometimes it's hard to just unwind and, like, shut your mind off and just, like, lay there and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I cannot sleep with the TV on or lights on. Like, I like it to be quiet and dark, and that plays a huge factor into it as well. And just, like, making sure that you're in, like, a comfortable environment. So sometimes if you're, there's, you know, like a lot of people that if they travel or if they go to hotels and such, it's a little bit harder for them to sleep because it's not their normal environment. So making sure that you can be as comfortable as possible so that you're, mentally and physically like relaxed to actually fall asleep and get some REM cycle in there. Yeah. Um, what's your take on like social media devices before bad? Um, I'm so guilty of that. So (laughs) (laughs) 
I am definitely a person where I'm on my phone right before I go to bed. It doesn't affect me personally because, like I said, like as soon as I tell myself, Zoe, go to sleep, like close my eyes and I'm out. But for anyone who has trouble falling asleep, I would recommend like 20, 30 minutes before you want to go to sleep, turn off all those devices, turn off the TV and really just like focus on clearing your mind and like kind of zoning out. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing advice. And, you know, I also like reading a lot now on sleep and they say, yeah, 30 minutes at least, you know, try to shoot for an hour before bed, no blue lights and of course no TV and uh, also sleeping in a cooler room, um, all that works for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, you know, like I totally agree. I, I noticed like in my training, you know, my creative work, especially like if I don't have the quality and quantity of sleep that my body needs, like everything goes down like oh, next yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. The thing that I've noticed crazy is like if I don't sleep one, my weight is always spiked up the next day. Even if it's like two pounds, like I can to- tell you even before I wake up, if I don't get enough sleep, my weight is going to be up. And if I'm really low on sleep, like four or five hours, probably mm-hmm. like four hours, my hunger is all over the place. So it's it really does affect that. And that's when a lot of people don't realize and they just think that they're hungry and they'll give into it. And that's kind of how like cycles of overeating start, because if you just rested your body, your body wouldn't be craving some of these foods that you really don't need. Yeah, I mean, totally. They they did even, you know, one of those like researches that were the track people calories and people who are under sleep. And that means usually somewhere around even six hours. They usually eat 300 calories on average more than if they get the same amount of sleep without noticing it. It's just, you know, the hunger. So absolutely. I yeah. with that. Uh, do you usually have a sleep schedule or you go to bed at like different times? What's your routine? Um, I go to bed at different times and I'm, can't say I'm a fan of that. So uh, obviously like on the days that I work, like I said, my schedule is a little bit off and I'm not getting enough sleep. So I will likely go to bed around like 11 PM and wake up at 4:35, which for me is not enough sleep. So mm-hmm. on the day not working, I'll typically go to bed at 10 and wake up at like nine and I'm half, I'm getting like 11 <laughs> hours of sleep, but it's making up for the other days and, Technically, it doesn't work like that. You can't just, like, make up sleep when you didn't get it. But at least on those days, I know that I'm giving my body adequate rest to really, like, recover. And I just feel so much better those days. Yeah, plus, you know, you train a lot. You're very active. And your body, you know, probably needs it anyway on those days. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Especially being on prep. But don't get me wrong. Like, if I had, um, like, previously before I had this schedule, I was going to bed I mean, the sweet spot for me is, like, eight hours, eight and a half mm-hmm. hours. And that's, like, when I'm, I wake up, like, sun shining. Everything's <laughs> amazing. So somewhere between, like, if I went to bed at, like, 10, 30, 11 and woke up at 7, that would kind of be, like, my mm-hmm. normal. Cool. And yeah, you just mentioned, you know, that you wake up like sunshine. Uh, and, you know, that just, do you, do you think and do you believe that, sleep, quality of sleep, quantity of sleep affects that, you know, feeling of, I don't know, well-being and just being positive and grateful for the day. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, think about like when you get enough sleep, your body's like built up its stores of natural energy. 
So if you compare somebody who maybe gets four or five, even six hours of sleep, they wake up and a lot of them like rely on coffee or caffeine to even like wake up and get going in the day. But if you wake up on the weekend or a day that you get extra sleep, you don't really wake up with that feeling of, oh my God, I need caffeine to make it through my day because your body is just like naturally energized and like ready to go. And I think that that feeling kind of plays into a factor of like overall positivity and like your outlook on the day. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you 100%, you know, and I just wanted to, um, I don't know, stress it for people more because a lot of people think they wake up and they like, uh, or, you know, I have cranky mood because that's just how I am. But a lot of time, yeah, a lot of, I mean, most of it is physiological, you know, the sleep you have, the training, the food and everything. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but think about it though. So many people, they're in this state where like our whole society is go, 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 right? Everybody's 24 seven. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, we're always go, go, go. So many people are just like eating whatever they can on the go, whether that's snacks, it's fast food, it's not the most healthiest nutrition diet. They go home, they're stressed out, they don't get enough sleep, and they just go through this vicious cycle and they think that that's normal. And until they're ever out of that cycle and like fueling their body properly, recovering, resting, you know, being active, until they start seeing that end of the spectrum, they don't even know that they're like running into the ground. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. You know, we, we are humans. It's actually hard for us to kind of reflect on our own well-being and existence. We kind of like take it as it is without thinking much about it. Um, so thank you again, Zoe, for all the insights. I'll be mindful of your time. And I know, you know, you have a busy schedule. Oh, we're going to start... Um, uh, wrapping up the whole thing, but I want to, uh, you know, have a few interesting and short questions uh, for you that I believe our listeners will be really interested in to know. So um, the most important question, what uh, if people wanted, you know, to look better, feel better and perform better physically and mentally, um, what are your three top three things that I would that you would recommend people to like start doing or like yeah habits or to do things or anything. Um, simple things. Okay. Yeah. Number one would just be exercise, any mm-hmm. kind of physical activity to get your body moving. So if you work a sedentary job or you're constantly sitting, like get moving, find mm-hmm. a way to get your heart rate up, get active. Number one. Um, number two would be, Drink enough water and stay hydrated. Too many people are not drinking enough in the day, and water plays a huge role in so much of your life, whether it's like your digestion, your sense of energy, the way that your skin and your hair is. It's just water's huge. And third, I would say, is sleep. Yeah, it's an amazing place. If people did that, you know, everyone probably would be much happier and yeah. much fitter and uh, leaner. <laughs> so um, another one, um, your last meal on earth, what would you have? <laughs> okay, I have a crazy sweet tooth, but I also love anything sweet and salty. So got to be a combination of that. So first, um, it's got to have like two parts, actually. So part one has got to be sushi because I think that's my 
favorite mm-hmm. food, like always my go-to cheat meal, if you will, is sushi. So it's going to be sushi and then followed by some warm, gooey cookie of, I don't know, peanut butter <laughs> and pretzels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Um, Oh, what about your uh, favorite training session or, I don't know, training protocol? Like, if you were to go to the gym, like, uh, right now and you wanted to do, like, you know, a workout that always makes you feel good, what would it be? Like, well, how would uh, you do that? So, my two favorite exercises are deadlifts and lateral raises. So, if I could do, I mean, deadlifts by far are my favorite exercise. So, I would probably go in and do some kind of combination of either, like, deadlifts and overhead presses with some lateral raises but yeah you have amazing shoulders by the way so <laughs> that shows <laughs> uh and um three really short questions breakfast or dinner breakfast <laughs> low carb or low fat low fat calories or macros macros yeah cool <laughs> I don't know it's fact, but, you know, sometimes, like, with those questions that you have to answer fast, uh, yeah. you don't think about it, but, like, in your subconscious, there are other things that kind of uh, come to to the surface, and uh, sometimes we are not even aware of that, and that helps to kind of bring that up. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I thank you again, Zori, for an amazing conversation uh, and uh, sharing, you know, a lot of your practice and, quote-unquote, secrets uh, of your amazing physique and, you know, your health that shows through your positivity you know i love watching your um insta stories and, and everything and like you know your social media and following your journey either like your professional journey or uh to your life your you know your competition prep so again thank you for sharing and let uh is uh is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners like i don't know nutrition health or uh, life wisdom Um, I think just a big key takeaway is whatever approach you decide to do, just make sure it's something that's sustainable. Everything in this life, it needs to be a, there are no quick fixes to anything, right? Like there's no magic pill. There, there really are no secrets here. It's just find the right approach for you and make it something that's sustainable that you enjoy doing for the rest of your life. Oh, cool. Yeah. I totally support that. And where people can find you, where do people, Where do you want people to go if they want to follow you or learn more about you? Uh, I don't maybe work with you, too, because you're a coach right now helping a lot of people. So. I am. So um, I'm most active on Instagram. My Instagram handle is just Zopanz, Z-O-P-A-N-Z. And, yeah, and I'm um, going to post that in the show notes, too, for people so they know. Perfect. Um, I do have an email in my bio on there as well, but it is just Zpanzarino, my last name, at yahoo.com. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely going to post uh, all this, you know, links and information so people can find it easy and connect with you. Because, again, you know, also, I believe what's really important is to follow people like um, yourself who um, encourage you to, you know, to live healthier, to eat better, to exercise, to have the life that, you know, that somebody wants to have, like, full of energy and vitality. So thank you, Zoe, for being a guest. Uh, what was that? Oh, I just said, like, anybody can achieve that. Like, whatever goal you set out to, everybody and anybody can achieve their goals. Yeah, I totally agree with that, and that's the perfect way to finish our amazing conversation. Thank you, Zoe, again.